Morning, everybody. Wow, what an amazing morning. Um, I, f- I know God is doing some amazing things with us, isn't he? You can see that there's, um, there's some freedom and there's some breakout. And, uh, you know, I love it when the Holy Spirit does what he wants with us. And uh, so um, I'm going to talk. This talk... Um, uh, has kept me up, I have to say, most of the nights this week. So I'm going to just go for it, all right, everybody? I pray that you hear my heart, and I pray that um, I pray that God will be with me as, as, um, as we talk about things together. So um, this, I, I lo- I've loved the story of Moses. It's been an amazing story to look at and to learn from. And uh, I just wanted to talk about some of the things that, for me, I've learned. We're looking at Moses in the wilderness uh, this, uh, this week. But um, I just want to have a look at some of the things that I've learned during this time. So, first of all, I've learned that God is passionate about our freedom. I thought that this especially in the, in, the, um, in the plagues talk. You know the plagues talk where it's like, this one, thing, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. I'm like, God, you are so passionate about getting your people free, aren't you? This happened, this happened, this happened. God persisted because he wanted to see his people free. That's the first thing I've learned. Wow, how thankful I am that God is passionate about uh, my freedom. The second thing that I've learned is that um, there is such a battleground often around worship and uh, it was, it's right in this very beginning where Moses is told by God, what I want you to do, Moses, is I want you to go to Pharaoh and say, I want my people to go and worship God. And it says there, um, God, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Let us take a three-day trip into the wilderness where we will worship God, our God. And so they're, they're wanting to take the people, the children of Israel, to go and worship God. And Pharaoh says, no, you're not going to do that. You're not doing that. Right at the very beginning, if you like, the very start of this argument starts with, we want to worship, and starts with Pharaoh saying, no, you're not. We want to worship God, and Pharaoh saying, no, you're not. Because I know, you, and you know, that when we worship, what happens we get free, which is what this whole story is about. They knew that the battle was over worship. It was over whether the people were allowed to go and worship or whether they weren't. And so uh, I've been leading the church now for seven years and maybe beyond that seven years, shall I tell you the main thing that there is complaint or comment on in this place? Do you know what that is? Worship. It's the main thing that causes rivalry and it causes disruption, it causes unrest, is worship. What, what's, that, what's that about? You know, sometimes people are like, oh, it's too loud, and some people are like, it's too quiet, and some people get really cross because it's too, they feel it's for the older people, and some people feel it's for the younger people, and some people like this song, and some people like this song, but do you know what? Worship isn't about what we want. It isn't about what we prefer. 
or what we like or what we want to happen. It's about God. It's about laying our lives down for him because that's where we truly find out who we are. When we lay our lives down for him, the whole theme of worship throughout the whole of the Bible is about, worship is not, is not about me, it's about sacrifice. It's about sacrifice. What's worship? It's sacrifice. It's, but David says, let me not give to you, God, what, I, what costs me nothing. He will not give to God what costs him nothing. Worship is sacrifice. Worship is not about our personal preference, what we like, what we don't like. It's about saying to God, we sacrifice everything for you. That's what we're doing. Worship is about sacrifice of ourselves. It says bring yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. That will be your true act of worship. We bring ourselves We sacrifice who we are. We sacrifice our own ambition and our own thoughts. And we say, God, you can have it all. That's what worship is. That's what we're doing. It's sacrifice of our possessions. This is just as important when we give our possessions. Sacrifice hurts. It costs. We give our possessions. That's worship. Sacrifice of praise is the last thing. I will bring a sacrifice of praise. I will come into this place whether I like it or not and I will worship you with all my heart, God. And I will bring a sacrifice that is of praise. I'm just the same as anyone out there. There are some times that I think this is easier than others. There are some times I really connect with God through a certain song or through certain bits of music. I understand that. I understand that there's some times when it's easier and sometimes when it's so difficult and sometimes it's difficult because I'm distracted or for many, many different reasons. But the point of it is, is it's not really about that. It's not really about whether I connect with God and I have this warm, fuzzy feeling and this great thought. It's about me bringing my sacrifice to God. That's what we're doing when we worship. And if we ever lose sight of that, we're in trouble. That's why worship is sometimes such a battlefield. Let's just take a moment before we move on. God, I just pray, God, where we have come into this place and not sacrificed everything that we have. I'm so sorry, God. I just pray, speak to us now. Speak to us, God, I pray. Amen. Okay, so the other thing that I was feeling that um, stirred about was how do we move together? This whole thing about Moses, right? They moved Uh, Do you know what? It would have taken them 11 days to get from Egypt to the promised land. 11 days, everybody. 11 days. That's how long it should have taken them. They took 40 years. 40 years of going round and round the same stuff. And, uh, you know, I want to get to the promised land quicker than that, don't you? Like, I think, why was that? Did they not move? Why, why weren't they moving? Um, okay, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, and I've asked my children if I can tell this story, talk, talk to them about it before today. But um, 
When Poppy has just passed her driving test, right? She's my youngest. She's, um, gosh, nobody go on the roads, though. Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, when she's, um, so she's 17, just passed, and she's heading into 18. My oldest daughter is 23. And um, so we've kind of like, we're, we're coming out of teenage land. And it's only really because of that that I feel like I can talk now. Because you can't talk about some things when you're going through them, definitely not publicly. But um, when my children were, I suppose the youngest was about 12, no, the oldest was about 12, they started, I mean, I was here and I was leading at the time, not leading the whole church, but part of the leadership team. And my children would start to say to me, we don't want to come to church. We don't want to be there. We don't like it very much. It's boring. There's a whole range of reasons why that was. Some of them didn't, and they all expressed it very differently. Some of them more strongly than others. And um, they, they, some of them didn't have very good, didn't have friends here. Some of them um, just felt like they just didn't want to come. It was just that stage of life. And I remember the conversations, and I remember it being very uncomfortable and very, very difficult. And I remember every single Saturday, Sunday, we would be all right. Well, not really, just normal family every day. But when we got to Sunday, boy, there was a battle every Sunday. I'm not talking about for a month. I'm not talking about for a few weeks. I'm talking about for years. Years and years and years. There was a battle that went on that was like, what are we going to do? What do you do when people don't want to go where you want them to go? What what do you do? Um, I'm not putting myself up here as I'm right. I'm just telling you a story the best way that I can. But um, what what happened was... um, I thought, what should we do? Tim and I, we talked about it. What should we do? And we decided we're going to say you have to come. You have to come. We, we believed that church was the best place for them to ever be in. We believed that there would be, um, there would be positive things that we said over them. We believed that they would experience the presence of God if they were here. We believed that this would be better for them and we wanted the best for them. We wanted them to be in that best place and so therefore we decided we, until you come to a certain age where you can decide for yourself, this is what we are doing as a family. This is where we're going and that means that it costs every single Sunday and of course as a parent you're full of self-doubt I'm not saying that I wasn't full of like wondering if I'm doing the right thing wondering if this is going to ruin their relationship with God for the rest of their life because I'm pushing something but also knowing that the community here is what's going to help me through those teenage years and I didn't know what to do without this community during those times it's you it's your prayers it's you that help the teenagers, it's, it's, that's, that's what community does. It's some of you taking them out for coffee and for, that's what it does. And of course, do you know what the thing I wanted more for my children? I, some people say, oh, I want my children to be happy. I don't care about happiness completely. I don't. Who's happy all the time? Nobody. Come on, everybody. We're not all happy all the time. We go through terrible times in our life. Terrible times. What's the most important thing is to know God. To know God is with you. To know God is fighting for you. To know God 
what is important. And I, I can remember somebody coming up to me and saying, we want Harry on the football team. It was a little boy. It was about 10. And they said, can he go? it's on Sundays. And I said, no, we go to church. We're going to church. This is what we're going to do. We're going to lead our family into the place that we believe God has asked us to lead. And that costs sometimes, and I'm sure it costs my children as well, as we go along. But what I kind of want to say is, don't be conned into thinking you can't lead your family and your children where you need to go. Don't think... Oh yeah, we've got. I'm I'm surrounded by people who follow their children. They want to do this. They want to do that. They make that. Don't lead your children. Lead them. Take them by the hand. Take them and lead them where they need to go. Do it beautifully. Do it kindly. Do it with respect for your children. But lead them where they need to go in your marriage. If you are stuck. You need to be moving. You need to be leading each other towards, from fear, towards God, from disappointment, towards God, always moving. So we, what do you do when people don't want to move? What do you, what do you, how do you make that happen? You know, we need to keep moving as a church. We need to keep moving. Moving is what keeps us alive. Moving is what keeps us free. We need to keep, we need to keep looking at what God is saying and saying, we're going to follow. We're going to do that. If that costs us, we're going to do that. We're going to keep moving. We're going to keep moving. If your body, church is a body. If your body stops moving, what happens to your body? You die. You will freeze and you need to keep moving. Everybody needs to keep moving. Sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes that's a hard thing. So uh, let us uh, keep on going and keep moving. Oh dear, I've forgotten my flicker thing completely now. Um, So how do we move with God together? Um, there, I listened to a talk and it said this. There are people who, A, there are four, three types of people. There are people who won't move. They, are, will, they say, we're not going anywhere. We're staying here and they will not move. There are people with potential to move. And, uh, you know, with a bit of encouragement, maybe they will keep going. And there are people who move. And people who move are movers. And movers make a movement. A movement changes the world. A movement changes the world when we move together. And it's very important that we're together. We can, that it changes things. It changes everything around us when we move together. What stops us moving? I'm very quickly going to talk about these things from um, Moses. What stops us moving? Always looking back stops us moving. Um, it says, you know, uh, they kept saying, oh, we keep, we want to go back to Egypt. There was lamb stew there. <laughs> I love that. I like lamb stew, actually. Uh, but uh, they kept saying, we want to go back. There was better things in Egypt. If we keep saying those were the good old days. We loved those days. They were better than today. We mustn't keep looking back. We've got to keep looking forward. Keep walking forward. Keep moving. The second thing that they did was the children of Israel complained. They complained and complained and complained. Complaint is not good for people that are moving together. It just stops you. I mean, I think that's one of the main reasons why they were 40. They, they had lack of faith and they complained. and They were very stubborn and they stopped moving and they stopped moving together. It says, there um, that they complained all the time the third thing was fear fear stopped them going forward fear of the future fear of what was going to happen fear of having no food it stopped them moving on um, and lastly they got distracted you you some of you will remember that they built an idol 
and uh, a golden cow, and that golden cow distracted them. They got distracted. They made an idol of something, and they got distracted. That stopped them moving. So what helps us to keep moving? What helps us to keep going together? One of the, one of the hardest things that happens is when people come up to me and they say, God's told me that I'm going to need to change my job and go and do this. Now the problem with God's told me when you talk to somebody is there's nowhere for anybody to go with that, right? What am I going to say? Oh, well, I don't think God has told you that. Do you, what, what do you do when somebody says, God's told me this? I think we have to be really careful how we use God because sometimes people use God to say, I want to do this, so I'm going to say God's told me, and you won't question it, Becca, because, you know, you don't do that sort of thing when you're a church leader, question the God's told you thing. So uh, sometimes that's what happens. What's better to say is, I have a feeling that God is calling me to this, or I have a feeling that this is where God's asking me to go. What do you think? That's a healthier way of talking, because we haven't all got, like, the voice of God. We, we all need each other, you know. We're all working things out together and have a sense of where God's calling us. So when we're thinking about how to move together, first thing to talk about is um, to talk about our fears and maybe the new possibilities that could happen. So um, when we moved from the sports, from the small hall to the sports hall, this was many years ago as a church, uh, that we, you talk really about the things that you're worried about. What's going to happen? You know, we're going to become bigger. It's going to be um, less intimate. There's not going to be so much family. What if it fails? What if we move and, and nobody comes? What, what You talk about your fear. It helps sometimes just to talk about what you're, what, what you're worried about. And then you talk about the new possibilities. Possibilities. Oh, do you know what? There's new things that could happen if we did this. We could go here. We could go. We could. It could grow. It could. Amazing things could happen if we go to the sports hall that's bigger. There's things that whenever you have a change in your life, you need to think. What's what's? Let's not just get stuck on the fear bit. Let's talk about the possibilities as well. And uh, so that's one thing. When what else helps us move together? Indifference to everything but God. When we we can say, this is what I'm worried about and this is what I'm happy about but then saying God where do you want God what do you want me to do whether that's a job whether that's in your marriage whether that's in church whether that's in your family God where are you leading me um, indifference to everything but God and then we pray for wisdom God please it says in James pray for wisdom we pray, God, give us wisdom as we move together. Uh, whether this can be in your, you know, your relationships, this can be in your family, this can be in church. Give us wisdom, God. And the, third, the fourth thing is trust. We need to have trust when we move forward. We need to trust in each other, trust in God, trust that God will take us where we need to go. All of those things are so, so important. So um, I guess what I'm feeling is that what, what do we need to act together? What do we need to move away, move away from? And what do we need to move towards? Um, personally, what do we need to move away from? What do we need to move towards? Um, even like in your marriages, in your personal life, that you lead, that you are going, are you moving? Are, you, are we as a church moving? Are, are you moving? 
Is, is your, are you closer to God today than you were 18 months ago? If you're not, then I suggest that you've got stuck somewhere. Are you, are you moving in your relationships with each other? Are they getting deeper? Are they getting uh, more like, uh, like God? Are you loving more? What's, what, how, how are you moving? And uh, what are you moving towards? If you've got fear in your life, are you moving towards faith? If you've got um, doubt in your life or uh, whatever it may be that is, is causing you to slow down, what are you moving towards? All things that are so, so good to look at. So uh, I wonder if the band, you want to come on up and... Um, it would just be really good to think, um, are there any places that we are stuck in as a, as a church, um, as individuals? Um, so let's just, let's just close our eyes, shall we, together just for a moment. Say, Father God, come and speak to us and just that we would hear what you're saying to us today. I bought some oil with me today because I just felt like um, it's like WD-40, isn't it? Where you, if you get stuck, you put some oil on it, don't you? (laughs) And I was just thinking, I just felt like, bring some oil and where we've got stuck, may we find some, and oil is like the Holy Spirit as well, isn't it? That um, keeps us moving. So let's stand up, shall we, together? I do want to just, I want to pray also for the children of every single person that are represented here today, whether they're going on with God or whether they're not, right? I just feel that we need to pray for them. And I feel like we need to sometimes contend for them, all right? If you haven't got children, please join. We need it. Everyone needs all the help they can get. But do you know what I mean? So if you haven't got children, please, uh, please stand with us or just be there. But um, I just want to pray, God, for every single child that is represented here from this um, group here. And you know our stories, God, and you know our families. And you know when we've got children that are running with you with all their hearts. And you know that we, when we've got children that aren't. And I just pray, Father God, right now that you would do something miraculous in that our children would start turning to you, God. Um, The children represented here would turn their faces to you. And I pray that, I pray whether that's in their dreams. God, come and do some supernatural dreams in their lives. I pray whether that's a conversation round the table today 
um, with them, where we go for it a bit, where we like to think, I'm going to go for it a bit. And I'm going to just tell you how much I love you, or I'm going to just say to you, I want to encourage you, or you just think, what could I do? What conversation could I have today? What text could you write today that would break through into their lives? What Just, just God give us creative ideas. Give us boldness in our conversations. And I pray, God, I pray, Father God, that um, that every every child would know you, God. I pray for our children out there and our young people. God, come, come into their lives. God, that you would be the most important thing in their lives. More important than anything, God, that they would not be distracted. Bless them, God. Bless our children and our young people. We just pray blessing of God on their lives.